welcome to Saving People, Queering Things, the Supernatural podcast where the 2010 is all too apparent in the celebrity <laughs> casting choices. Today, we are pulling up to season five, episode five, Fallen Idols. I'm your host, August. My pronouns are they, them. And joining me today for a duo episode, the first in a while, mm-hmm. is my co-host, Noah. Duo, what's up? It's me, Noah. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Hey. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this episode. It's a weird one. It was so weird and so funny. And <laughs> the two, tw- 2010 really. It's so really 2010. This oh episode my is God. like, this episode dates itself like every scene. I love it, but I am ashamed of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think that's the correct response, (laughs) (laughs) which we will get into. But now that we've been introduced, it's time to catch you all up. If you haven't watched Supernatural or this episode recently, like I haven't, here's what you missed on the road so far. So I'm going to start out by recapping the show so far. No big deal. Season five, episode five. (laughs) Don't even worry about it. Okay, we're we're just going to go for it. I'll give you a little countdown. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Okay, there's these two brothers and they're on the hunt for monsters because their mom was killed by a demon. They eventually kill that demon, but in the process they lose their dad. Then they, uh, demon, someone kills Sam. Sam is supposed to be boy king, leader of demon army. Uh, He gets killed. Dean sells his soul to save him from hell. Dean goes to hell. Dean is raised from hell by angels. One angel, particularly Castiel, uh, angel of the Lord. And there's an apocalypse and Sam raises Lucifer and it's big and bad. You nailed it. You got there in the end. You were rushing (laughs) through it. You hit season four and then you had six (laughs) seconds left maybe, but. (sighs) I spent too much time on season two. (laughs) I've learned this. It's hard to sum up season two. It's a good season. Without uh, getting into it. Very complicated season. It it is. It it sets up a lot of things. It's hard to sum up in less than 15 seconds. And at this point, (laughs) 30 seconds for four seasons, we're like sitting at like seven, eight seconds per season. It's starting to get challenging. (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. But hey, that's part of the fun is they're just going to get worse and worse. And it's going to be a more apparent what's important to people as we go on yeah i think that's i think that's true speaking of what's important in this episode no are you ready to recap fallen idols oh absolutely okay give me a little countdown three two one go okay so sam and dean are going on a little hunt to avoid having to talk about everything but instead of having to instead of that working they end up actually talking through their problems while following a wild ghost story about abe lincoln and gandhi shows up and it's wild They deal with these ghosts who are appearing because of a wax museum's artifacts, and then they have to fight Paris Hilton to the death because she's an immortal queen. And and then Dean apologizes. (laughs) That makes this episode sound exactly as weird as it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's. But you also got the theme of, you know, the like two conversations in this episode that are actually like important to the overarching plot. Them having a real honest conversation and Dean apologizing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Two two big moments. You could take Mm. everything else out of this episode and would not lose anything in terms of this season. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if you can if you can say that about pretty much anything else in season five. It'll be interesting. I don't I don't think there's any other episode in season five you can say that about. It's an interesting one off. Damn. Okay. Okay. Anyway. I'm so excited. We'll get there. 
we'll get there. But first, we got to pick some music to accompany us on our journey. Noah, what's your mixtape selection this week? This week, I had to pick my boy John Bellion and his song, The Internet. (laughs) Because it's all about how life became dangerous the day we all became famous. And (laughs) it's all about no one cares if you really have it, whatever, you know, it, the magical it is, just as long as they think you have it. They don't care if you actually do. They just need to think you do. So if they think you're famous, then you're powerful. And it kind of goes along with that. So it was kind of from the the monster's perspective, Paris Hilton's perspective. I like that. It's like very, um, it's a very meta sort of like selection. Yeah. It's really well with where uh, uh, Leshy, the goddess kind of, god kind of goes. Yeah. Nice, nice. Like it. My pick today is on the Sam, the Sam end. uh, And it's uh, Who I Am Hates Who I've Been by Reliant K. Which is like, I mean, this is maybe a very niche, like, grew up in evangelical Christian music and Christian adjacent music, kind of. Well, Reliant K is huge in the emo scene. That's also, okay, that's also true. Outside of Christian music, it's it's That's true. They like kind of, they kind of like walked that line between, but it was also like one of those bands that if you're like a 90s kid, you maybe grew up on, if you were in either (laughs) that scene or the Christian scene, (laughs) you maybe were allowed to listen to them. There's not a lot of overlap between those two genres, (laughs) but Reliant K knocks it out of the park, man. Yeah, that's a very specific Venn diagram. NF is probably Anyway, I grew up on them. I, or I like listened to them a lot in my teen and really loved them. And this song, I mean, the title kind of says it all. Who I am hates who I've been. I think that's really where Sam is. There's a line that goes, uh, see that line? Well, see that line? Well, I never should have crossed it. Stop right there. That's exactly where I lost it. It's just, it's like, I mean, that's how Sam's whole thing in this episode is he's like, I get it. I like screwed up and like, I can't go back. But I am trying to like who I am now can look back on what I've done and be like, that was those are some bad calls. We're trying to do better. It's also just a bop. Like, it's yeah. a bop song. It's such um, a good song. It's such a good song. I'm, I'm probably going to end up on a Ryan K kick after we record this based on pulling this song up because yeah, the algorithm. I've debated several of their songs today for this pick. So, good. Fantastic. Now that we've got the mixtape, small one today, it's time for this week's hunt. And today we are exploring Fallen Idols, which is the fifth episode of season five. And yeah, we're getting right into it. It's a quarter of the way in. That's a little too much. Yeah. We're going too fast now. Going too too (laughs) fast. Speeding too fast towards this apocalypse. But I'm okay with it because the brothers are, they're good. They're they're good. They're bonding. It's... I'm excited. So I'm yeah, I'm cool if we it's... chill a little bit in this mellow, nice area <laughs> before things oh. get bad again. Because let me let me look. You got uh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna make any comments about how long you've got. Before I've probably things get bad got again. until this mid-season finale. If I'm if I'm hoping, yeah, if let's, I'm... let's let's be let's be generous. Say I'm everything's hoping. gonna be great till then. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> this week, our tarot card is the Six of Blades. In the Supernatural deck, it's a really cool looking card with a whole bunch of different specific blades that have significance throughout Supernatural storyline. And I'm going to read the cards. I think it actually kind of fits. Heck yeah. Quite well, um, the Six of Blades represents the period of rest that follows a struggle. It's a reprieve, a sigh, a laying down of swords. This tarot card marks a transition from a chaotic phase into a calmer one. Sometimes this card indicates actual travel. Hmm. I think it's interesting. I don't think we're transitioning into a period of calm 
in the season, but maybe, maybe we are, maybe we're, we're transitioning into a period of some calm before things kick up again. It is kind of coming from like the big conflict of the beginning of the season to they've resolved their conflict with each other. Mm -hmm. So they're a little bit calmer. Yeah. Everything's still going to shit though. Well, yeah. Yeah. They get this little reprieve in the form of, but like for the Winchesters, reprieve is like a (laughs) a hunt for a god as opposed to like fighting the devil. Yeah. It's reprieve, but like in context, it's not super relaxed. Yeah. It's a vacation (laughs) for them, but I mean, Dean took a little summer vacation to kill a werewolf one time, right? Like that's a whole... (laughs) Yeah, the Winchesters don't know how to take actual vacations. <laughs> Just, so you okay. <laughs> that's that's fine. We love them for that. Yeah, I mean the world, the world's uh, they save the world because of it. So yeah, I guess that's something. It's the reason we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna bring us to talking about this episode, Noah. What did you think? <laughs> I really like this episode. At the start, I was really scared somebody had stolen Baby because they were like <laughs> talking about a car, and I was like, oh my god, no, 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 please, not again, yeah. not another Bella situation. <laughs> She but that was actually also really fun. So really fun. So yeah, I don't regret that one either. It's very interesting them, you know, taking on a hunt, any hunt in order to ha- avoid having to talk about their feelings because they're not they're not brothers that talk about feelings and that's okay, but sometimes you have to. It's also the root of many of their many interpersonal conflicts. <laughs> yeah, you have to talk through some things when things are this complicated, okay? Yeah, which they are gone to hell for each other and started the apocalypse in opposition to the other one then you've got to talk about it yep and it's for for all that like you know sam came back to dean and was like i want back in and they had a little bit of a talk about it they mostly were just like we will continue to fight together to try and stop the apocalypse but there wasn't a whole lot of like okay we like had this massive blowout and this massive like separation and now we're coming back together and we're just gonna like act like before which is sibling energy i get that but there's a (laughs) limit to what they can accomplish with sibling energy okay yeah (laughs) and the limit is the apocalypse Uh, you're not gonna be able to effectively fight the apocalypse if you can't (sighs) communicate about the fact that you don't trust each other anymore and figure out how to work as a team regardless of that Mm -hmm. (sighs) it's a really interesting episode because they're like on the same side now again like they're really solidified that they're working towards the same thing but yet we're seeing kind of the repercussions of the end of season four and this like lack this like broken trust Mm -hmm. where as much as dean is glad to have sam back in the game as much as he i think he is glad but we also saw like only two episodes ago him you know doing stuff with Cass and being like this is the most relaxed and most fun i've had in years so like there's also Mm. a bit of like sam's back but then also all of the like things that come along with having his brother back are back and dean hasn't figured out how to like trust him again after everything with ruby yeah when there's only one way to really learn that which is through the process of trusting him again like slowly but surely like you have to build that back up so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be risky it's gonna be risky but you also have to talk about it that's <laughs> the only way to get through that and yeah i'm so glad they do get to a point where they get there and yeah i'm proud of them yeah dean uses the phrase uh we need training wheels which i think <laughs> is a great metaphor for this like yeah there's gonna be some risk you can still like have a massive crash on your training wheels like it's still possible but you got some protections in mind you know you gotta they're doing a hunt that like is high stakes kind of like yes there are people that are in danger so it is high stakes 
but it's not like end of the world high stakes. It's not the highest stakes they fought. Yeah, a little bit of practice before they go back to (laughs) looking for Lucifer or whatever they're going to do about the apocalypse. Mm, Yeah, I really liked his use of that metaphor, but specifically how he stressed that we needed it, not you. Yeah. Like not one of us, but we together. Was good. maturity there. Yeah. Like to be like, hey, I trust has been broken, but also this isn't just about like you've done a bad thing and you have to earn back my trust. This is like we both need this to be a fresh start. Yeah. It's real it's kind. Yeah, it really is. Alongside him reaffirming that, hey, I broke the first seal. That's you did the big thing, but I broke the first thing that started it. So it's okay. Like we both shared responsibility in that. And Sam being like, well, you didn't know. And Dean being like, well, you didn't either. Like, motherfucker, we're the same. Dean being like, you know what? We also we also made choices. I made choices. Like Dean sold a soul and went to hell. Like, again, good intentions, bad consequences. Sam trusts Ruby because he thinks Ruby can help him kill Lilith. Good (sighs) intentions, like bad consequences, like demon blood, not the way to go. Probably could have avoided that one, but... Easily, but whatever. It's okay. We're moving on. You made bad choices. We're moving on. I loved it. It was a great way to do it. Yeah. And Dean says, you know, neither of us saw it coming. Even things like killing Lilith, like, and which was the final seal. Who would have thought that would have been a bad thing? (laughs) Who would have thought? Not me. Going back to maybe like switching gears a little to like, I want to talk about the final conversation they have more, but I want to talk about like this, the kind of like one-off hunt that this episode is because it's so interesting. So weird. The first, the first kill is the Abe Lincoln, right? Shows up out of nowhere. The the car. The first kill is the the car. So the second kill with Abe Lincoln showing up just out of nowhere and it's okay. That's that's that guy. He's just chilling, and they don't they don't believe the the poor. Uh, what was? I think she's a I think she's housekeeper? A, the housekeeper. I think she's a housekeeper. Yeah, they don't they don't trust the housekeeper when she says, "Oh yeah, it's Abe Lincoln. That's that's who killed him." But I did I did like the touch of Sam being being able to speak a little bit of Spanish. Yeah, cool. yeah. KJ KJ on Supernatural Opinions. It's like her opinion that Sam and Dean really should have known, like really should both know Spanish, Honestly, given their job and the fact that they move around. They travel like, America, which there's a predominant number of people that speak Spanish. You should learn Spanish if you're traveling the country yeah. constantly. And it shows up in Supernatural like not enough for how much it's spoken, which is interesting. I did like that we actually got to see Sam's Spanish and that he, you know, says it's because of a like intro to Spanish like, class. In Spanish, yeah. Yeah. yeah which Spanford. <laughs> Spanford. No, it was it was great. I like that touch. Though it's a little I will say I wanted I wanted to compare it to like you I know you haven't seen Winchester's Noah, but there's a scene in Winchester's, a couple of scenes actually, where one of the main characters who is Spanish speaking speaks to like similarly a victim of an attack in Spanish. And they actually do the whole conversation in Spanish in like proper Spanish. Hell yeah. Not this and it's really it was really I think it's like a, a nice evolution of like a sign of growth this 2010 is still a little cringy the way they handle the spanish so quite cringy it's not super respectful it's not super great it's kind of played for laughs and that in winchester's is much much better stronger and a better representation yeah i love the honoring of the language instead of treating it as like a barrier to communication which they kind of do here yeah frustrating do (laughs) okay 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 (laughs) so the way dean reacts about James Dean's car He's and the way we <laughs> so invested and so interested and so yeah. scared all at the same time. And 
I mean, you look at pictures of James Dean and like, tell me that, tell me that the Dean wouldn't have had a, a, a little bit of a crush. James we know Dean, Dean had celebrity was, crust. Yeah, he was everybody's celebrity crush of a certain time period. And Dean definitely yeah. falls within that. Yeah. And he's like, he's before Dean's time. But like, we know Dean likes old movies and like, thing, mm. he likes things that. The classics. The classics. That's. Yeah. So his, yeah, his like fanboy over the car is like, it's very cute. It's a very Dean move and it's, it's wholesome. Yeah. Endearing and definitely goes in the queer pile. <laughs> this feels like I was watching this and I was like, this feels like a season one or season three episode specifically, like the the very one off nature of the hunt, the kind of like weird supernatural being that we're never going to meet again. Nope. It It's it was kind of, it's odd fitting it here in this season. So it becomes an embodiment of the thing, right? So this, it can turn into a car. It's a monster that can. I think so. I think it's like, yeah, can impersonate. It can impersonate. Yeah, the car is the interesting one because like the the god embodies, like takes the form of Lincoln, takes the form of Paris Hilton, takes the yeah. form of. Yeah, Gandhi. Gandhi. But the car is the kind of odd one. It's like, okay. Does it take the form? Like, does it end up take? Does it take the form of James, James Dean? Dean and then showing up and, then, and killing them like, on the car? That's like, okay. It, I, yeah, a I feel unclear. like they could have flexed that if they had a person that looked enough like James Dean. They could have done that. Which fun. Would have been more fun. fun. <laughs> I, and I would have preferred for them us to spend more time on that than the Gandhi choice because yeah. I I think that's like a, just a bit like handled very poorly. Handled super poorly with the slight exception that the fact that he exists in the story is because sam is a big fan of his yeah that is a good note the rest of it is all played for jokes and laughs and it's not it's pretty disrespectful super disrespectful like just culturally disrespectful i think that like i mean gandhi's got a super mixed sort of legacy Mm, yeah so i you know that's that's setting that aside some of the comments that are made are just not great i do also really appreciate that that it makes a lot of sense for sam you know what we know of like especially younger sam's kind of like wanting to get out of hunting wanting to like solve problems peacefully i can see because you can see like a young sam being really interested in a figure like gandhi yeah i it it makes perfect sense he wants all he sees and all he knows is conflict and so he's going to look to somebody who is big on resolving and avoiding conflict yeah no that was wholesome in that one little way And then yeah. harmful the whole rest of it. But <laughs> the whole okay. rest of it. Uh, okay. Have you ever been to a wax museum, Noah? I honestly have not. I've seen a few wax figures in the wild, but I've not okay. been to the yeah. museum. They are I they're weird. There used to think... be one in a town that I lived in, and it it's weird. It's a weird kind of thing to wander around because <sighs> I mean in I feel like in movies, they end up looking a little more lifelike than they usually do in an actual wax museum, but they're still a little, little eerie. Yeah. Yeah. I like seeing the pictures of the, the really bad ones, the ones that (laughs) are not who they should be really messed up. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you've ever seen a terrible one, or you know, a picture of a terrible one, tweet us. Please. 
at querying oh, underscore yes. thing. Send us, send us your the worst wax museum fails that you can find. <laughs> we think that'd be very funny. It would be so good. That would blow up our. We would we'll retweet them all. Yeah, <laughs> I laughed so hard at the part where the museum curator is talking about like using wax museums to bring in the kids. Yeah, I was like, ooh. He calls the kids Gen Y, which <laughs> <laughs> if the I kids guess are Gen Y. Okay, no. Do you kids mean millennials? In 2010 would have been. He's saying kids, and he's talking about 25, 30. Yeah. He's talking about millennials. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's not talking mm, the kids texting the internet. <laughs> he was Such a 2010 a episode. Oh my god! Such yeah. a dated episode. So dated, mostly by their choice of final embodiment of the monster or the god <laughs> paris hilton i saw right at the start special guest star paris hilton i was like what the fuck really? i was really i was very excited to hear what you thought about this because if you pitch this episode you just say special appearance by paris hilton and in a supernatural episode and it's gonna be it's gotta be funny it's gotta be funny and it's so and it's so funny it really is i was very <laughs> i was thrown off at first <laughs> that's not but hey it's, it's not what i expected but it worked and it was so funny and she killed it and it didn't it like she was hitting all these taking all these hits on the brothers and the way they cut it the way they did the effects made it look really good it was fantastic <laughs> i was yeah. all there for it <laughs> i know it's so it's such a funny yeah like 2010s choice to be like let's pick a let's pick someone who is famous for being famous pretty much like yeah. someone who kind of just embodies like being famous and then and like recognize yeah. and like name recognition yeah yeah and then let's make them like basically a like murderous god <laughs> <laughs> like who pitched this to paris i want to know who pitched this to paris hilton if i could be a fly on the wall for that conversation oh it would have been so funny oh <laughs> that's why that's why <laughs> oh because they were okay um until this very moment that forgot. makes a lot of sense so that, yeah paris hilton played a supporting role in the horror film house of wax alongside jared padalecki and so then a couple of years later he said hey we've got this episode about wax and a monster do you want to come on that's so fantastic. Do you want to come on, like, give us a good fight and then get brutally murdered, <laughs> like, brutally killed? Brutal. Um, decapitated. Do you okay. want to be decapitated on our low-budget CW show? I I want to hope that she was all in. And was, <laughs> fuck yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. What's, and they're like, no, no, it's it's actually eight months away. We're, we're not filming yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. She doesn't seem like she's phoning this performance in. No. Like it's She seems like she's committing. It's an insane, ridiculous performance. But yeah. she doesn't seem like she commits to it. It's so great. I, I love it. Which is also really funny that then the line from Dean saying, I'm not a Paris Hilton BFF. I've never even seen House of Wax is a direct dig at Jared. Okay. Very yep. funny. That makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> if he had, I wonder how he would have felt. What would he have seen? Hmm. I've never seen House of Wax, so I cannot speak to this I have at all. No idea, but Jared Padalecki is. So if would he have been like, hey, Sam, <laughs> did you uh do something in college? It's like the it's like in um Hollywood Babylon where they drive past the set of Gilmore Girls and yeah. make a lot of jokes and it's very funny. Ugh, 
I love that. There will be a moment in a future episode where they will also do that with one of Jensen's old performances. And it's a very good, very funny moment that we will not need to point out when we get there. If you've watched season late a couple seasons from now you will know which point i'm talking about but it's very funny i was so disappointed when harris decided to say that john was their hero was dean's Dean's specifically dean's nah bobby is his hero there's no way i think the thing is i don't even think she's like necessarily wrong i think what's interesting is she says like she talks about it as him as like an idol like he she says all you ever want like poor little dean all you ever wanted was to be loved by your idol like which implies (laughs) implies pretty strongly that like there was something about john's love that was conditional and distant and that dean just wanted his father to like care about him genuinely and i think like bobby's his actual like bobby's his actual dad bobby's his actual hero yeah bobby's who he actually wants to be like but john he wanted john to love him mm, damn yeah Ugh, it's that hurts Hilton delivering like character analysis huge character analysis that's great <laughs> terrible oh my god that's great though damn yeah uh, yeah, we can't we can't escape fucking John Winchester. No, I really thought she was about to morph into Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. How did I just forget? Okay. <laughs> How'd you, wow, How no, did you? Wow, I do that. What the I know, fuck? I'm like, because he's got he's three boy, names. That's yeah, why. That's fair. Sorry. I mean, if they've been able to get Jeffrey Dean Morgan to come in for an episode with Paris Hilton, morph from Paris Hilton into Jeffrey Dean oh Morgan. Oh my god, that would have been such a great <laughs> CGI shot in 2000. Also, we could have gotten them having to like brutally decapitate John. Could have been a real cathartic moment for us. That would have been even uh, the anti-John Winchester Club. Oh yeah, nothing against Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Sorry, buddy. No, we love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. We don't want to. We do want to decapitate your character. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm glad to see that my anti-John slander is going strong. Even oh yeah, post post season one of the Winchesters, I'm glad that I can still maintain that. Good. I've seen enough on Twitter that he's still he's still showing some John. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's anyway, that's, anyway, that's, that's a, a little, different show. Different show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam not being able to resist, bro. You just got wailed on by Paris Hilton. Like that's I mean. They just, it's so ridiculous. They got to laugh at it. (laughs) They got to be, and honestly, it's so, it's such a, it's so goofy. It's so goofy. Like the outfit that she's in, which is also just so 2010s. Like I remember like the 2010s. That's why I graduated high school. So I remember like the prom dresses and like the grad dresses around the time that I graduated, which was a few years, a couple years after this, like 2013. And yeah, they were like this. They were like that. They were, I personally- they were kind of terrible. <laughs> like that was terrible. These are terrible. Like the fashion of the 2010s is awful. It's Not so bad. Great. No. <laughs> and it's on full display here. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirts and shorts. It's odd. It, it was bad. 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 Yeah. And <laughs> really poofy, kind of weirdly asymmetrical mm. dresses. <laughs> no pockets. Nope. Don't Never. even think about a pocket in a dress. Nope. And don't and or straps like there's no straps either, so you're not comfortable. No. So I'm glad things have slightly improved. <laughs> Got pockets. I'm so glad Paris Hilton did this. Honestly, uh, it's such a queen moment of her, and she did great. And sending her off in such a violent way was a little extra, but they did it, and she 
she was there for it, I guess. I also think it's very funny that they they say the sheriff has like put it on APB on oh my Paris God, Hilton. Yeah. I'm just I'm like I'm like you know there's like maybe potentially real life repercussions for this like what's the real the real Paris Hilton's gonna get arrested <laughs> she's about to get and like busted she's gonna something. have to provide an alibi for like where were you I was when on you the were other murdering side of the people country what I what are you talking about I was literally at a movie premiere what uh that sheriff is going to be gaslighting himself about Paris Hilton for the rest of his <laughs> yes. career. He's going to be like, I, sw- I swore it was Paris Hilton. Honestly, I think Swear that was- cop's about to forget it the next week because he was so <laughs> ready to just believe whatever he needed to believe and move on. It was a little <laughs> might be true. rough. He, uh, was, mm. Yeah, it's a point for the uh, supernatural having law enforcement that are bad at their jobs. <laughs> like Terrible. Henriksen so was like, great better at his job than most of them this guy's so far the opposite <laughs> oh my god it was so uh, mm. okay but speaking of being bad at your job like i'm never gonna get over the winchesters doing amateur surgery with like clearly no skill or idea of what they're looking for and it works Wha- and it works Plot yeah armor <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm it's like great. Sam just like Sam just like cuts open this body and just kind of like digs around. Like I'm gonna guess Sam has maybe like one or two like freshman biology classes from college, but that's like the extent of his medical knowledge. Max, maybe. Yeah, it's it's and then he comes out all fine. I'm like, Whoop. yeah, uh, mm, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, how many times did you have to like throw up a little bit before you came back out? And you good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess he really does that all the time. It's fine. He deals with dead bodies. It's no biggie. Dean apologizing though. Okay. Yeah. Let's was... get into it so good he he really lays it all on the line he says i'm sorry like that's so such character growth from season yeah. one dean to yeah. now oh yeah Ugh. and he and he like and it's also like this acknowledgement of like his parentification because he says he specifically before he says i'm sorry he says i was so worried about watching your every move that i didn't see what it was actually doing to you which like we talked a whole bunch about the addiction plot line with Sam, mm-hmm. the demon blood, and like Dean trying his best, but quite mishandling a lot of that, mm-hmm. like not really knowing how to actually get through to Sam. And I think Dean being able to like acknowledge that I was like eagle eyed watching you, but I didn't see how it was actually impacting you. Like yeah. it's a big apology. Big mature apology. I'm I'm so proud. Yeah, it's rare. Accepting each other fully for their mistakes and for their positive side, their qualities, their survivor capabilities. Yeah. Because they both broke seals, but they both broke them doing big, important stuff. So it's it's not like they're weak. I don't know. No. They really do accept each other in this in this conversation. They don't fully trust each other, but they accept. No. There's this like, this is the place we're at, and it might take us some time to like get back to or get to some new place. Like the relationship is not going to be like it was way back when but also like their relationship was never no was never like easy or simple like from it was always fractured yeah like you know the time like when dean went and got sam at stanford they had already had this fracture of when sam left and everything with john they had had this fractured childhood all through season one and season two and season three like there's constant this struggle between like both of their needs and the hunt and the different priorities and like that's that's their relationship like this is a maybe a bigger fracture because it's like the literal apocalypse but it's not they've always been complicated their relation their their sibling relationship and if they 
are really getting into semantics. Dean broke the first seal, so he did it first before Sam did his worse thing, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's whatever. It's semantics, but they both grow through it. And it's, yeah, I think it's a good moment of them coming together going like, look, let's put it all on the table. We know we know what we've done. We know what we've where we've screwed up, but we got one do- shot at surviving this. And then there's this like great free will speech. There's this like Sam being like, you know, maybe I'm on deck for Lucifer. Maybe you're on deck for Michael. Maybe we just keep like fighting. Grab whatever's in front of us and kick its ass. It's such a good line. <laughs> we have to do it on the same level. Yeah. Mm. Again, they're acknowledging like we can't can't have this weird hierarchy. We can't have this weird like moral superiority of like you've done this with demons. Like you've gone off with Ruby. You've broken the seal in hell. Like you've tortured people. Like we can't be like comparing these things. We gotta yeah. like just just go forward. Yeah, I love it. And the biggest step that Dean could take in order to show that to Sam <laughs> is to let him drive his baby. Yeah. Ugh. Sam hasn't, I can't, I'm not trying to think of when the last time Sam drove baby was. It's when been Dean a while. was dead. Yeah. I don't know if Sam has really driven all through season four because Sam did a lot of sneaking off in season four. I think that you might mm-hmm. be right. Well, and, and we've talked before about how like Sam, whenever Sam drives, I think this originally came from KJ's analysis, but like whenever Sam drives, it's because his agency in the story, Sam's like taking control of the narrative whenever he drives. Mm-hmm. But I think it's cool in this moment because it's not like Sam being like, I want to drive. It's Dean being like, I think you should drive. Yep. Yep. And, Just, yeah. Hey, I trust, I trust you in this little way, at least. You know, so much so that Dean's literally going to go to sleep. He's like, I'm going to use, I'm gonna I take use a, a nap. nap. <laughs> like the symbolism of like, I can actually like stop watching your every move for a minute. I can just like pass out in the passenger seat mm-hmm. and let you drive the story a little bit. I used to be super bad about not wanting anybody to drive my cars or like it's, it's, you know, it's no biggie. It's, I, I always prefer to drive because yeah, I'm like, the same way, <laughs> but in the past, in the most more recent years, I've gotten a lot more relaxed on that. And I've been like, you know what? It's actually pretty chill to sit in the passenger seat and just ride. And it's like, oh, just vibe. Hey, I see a lot more of the surroundings whenever I, I'm not focused on the road, but I could not go to sleep for a long time in a car. <laughs> Dean, I'm so proud of him for taking that step. He did so well. He does like some big growing in this episode. I big think honestly, growing. like whole process of like, it, you know, Sam came back at the end of the last episode and this is when Dean processes it. it. Yeah. So yeah. he processes it like on this weird wax museum Paris Hilton, you know, Slavic God case. Yeah. Forest God case. Like super interesting. It's such an odd one for him to, you know, grow that much on, but it's great. It's yeah. great. And I hopefully and hopefully it's that's something that like Sam Sam says some really interesting things in this episode in one of their fights in the middle of the episode where I mean he yeah he says like how long am I going to be on double secret probation which is kind of a funny line was pretty good yeah. uh, but he also talks about you know you can think whatever I want you want like I deserve it and worse you'll never punish me as much as I punish myself mm. like we know Sam's self worth is like plummeting real bad um but he also gets to be honest with Dean he gets to say like 
one of the reasons I went off with Ruby was to get away so that I could feel strong. Like I get away from you. I could feel like I wasn't your kid brother. Like they acknowledge some of the parentification here. Like, and Dean also goes like, okay, Sam made his own choices, but I also made choices that impacted those choices. And we got to do a different, you're going to have to let me grow up for starters. Oof. Oof. He says some good stuff to, to provoke this growth. And yeah. And then he he accepts it perfectly and humbly says thanks. And where do we go from here? You know, like okay, like that feels great. Now what's next? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm so it's... excited and nervous to see where they go from here. <laughs> right now that they're actually on the same page. Yeah. How long is that uh, going to last? Now we got an apocalypse. We got two archangels raring to take, take the wheel on both of them, and then fight each other in a death match. So that's coming up no big deal <laughs> but hey they're not actively fighting anymore so it's the little victories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're going to move into our going meta section this is where we're tracking lore representation any behind the scenes fun facts uh and anything else that we haven't already talked about <laughs> first up we have our representation check rep check we talked about the gandhi stuff yeah a little bit Ugh. There's some, you know, run-of-the-mill, but no less annoying sexism. In the bar and with Paris. It's yeah. it's a whole thing. It's not not fun to watch, ever. No, it's just so uninteresting. Yeah, and unappealing. Yeah. It's, it's bad representation for women against women. It's just bad. Yeah. Obviously, their handling of Spanish could be better. Significantly. The choice of who they have, like the fact that they do James Dean, Lincoln, and Gandhi, it's just a weird collection. It's not really a representation note. It's just like mm-hmm. a weird collection of... Yeah. Who, like, I just, I'm very curious about the the writing of this episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to look up who wrote this episode. And by Julie Siege. I'm going to see who else, if she written, has written any ep- other episodes. Okay, so, oh, actually, oh, wow. So Julie Siege, who wrote this episode, also wrote It's the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester, Chris Angel is a Douchebag, and Monster at the End of This Book from <laughs> season four, which Monster at the End of This Book is one of my all-time favorites. So it's interesting because I think that episode is, like, one of the best ever, and this one I think is just okay. Uh, but she wrote that, she co-wrote a couple of those ones, so interesting. So interesting. Interesting collection of episodes. Okay. Huh. Also a co-producer on the show during this uh, last season and this season, so. Queen. Queen. Yeah. Besides that, there was no- I was just looking at some of the like pop culture Ooh. stuff in this episode. The Devil Secret Probation is actually a reference to Animal House, which I didn't actually realize until I looked it up. They uh they pose as agents Bonham and Copeland in this episode, which is <laughs> referring to two rock drummers, obviously, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin, Stuart Copeland of the police. Again, always fun when we get some new rock aliases. And you know, it's like Led Led Zeppelin alias, which is, you know, Dean's favorite. Yeah, it's respect to the drummers too. They're not picking the lead man. They're picking the drummers. Yeah. Proud of them. Yeah. Yeah. This episode does not pass the Bechdel test. God, no. Uh, not even close. This episode just, just sucks. doesn't pass. Yeah. Uh, moving into our lore check and or lost cannon jar. This god goes right in the jar. Yeah. This god will not reappear. It's, I mean, like a lot of one-off monsters, it's a Slavic pagan forest deity and it's dead. So, it, you know. Yeah, it's gone. It's, it's really the only lore we get. Yeah. Outside of like Winchester family lore, which. Yeah. Sam being a fan of Gandhi and yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. talked on that some. <laughs> Oops. No world lore. 
well, well, let's oh, okay, come back. Well, what did you notice? Let's come back to the the monster turning into a car. That's okay. Okay. Yes, that's, that's fair. That's something fair. we should be able to mention in lore, and because I think keeping <laughs> track of what they establish monsters and creatures, quote unquote gods, can do. Yeah be a car <laughs> right okay. right okay. <laughs> right you could take if you're saying you can take form of for, the form of dead humans and also long dead humans and current humans who are like Still right alive. here right now and a car it's all of those <laughs> actually yeah this god's very versatile <laughs> so versatile what a queen <laughs> i i will uh, be paying attention to which monsters and or gods and or angels and or demons turn into vehicles or stationary <laughs> objects inanimate oh, objects at any point oh we'll have some fun we will have some fun okay uh. good good Let's move right along. It is now time for our last and generally our favorite part of the episode, which is our character blessing. Noah, who do you want to bless this week? I'm going to bless the person who I feel like was most affected by the events of this episode. (laughs) And that is the real Paris Hilton. And I just want to wish her all the blessings for the shitstorm of everything that's about to break on her, apparently. The brothers did all this, and it wasn't their fault, but they saved her. Eventually, she would have had to confront this imposter and would have had to deal with something along these lines. So, And I'm taking pagan god <laughs> Paris Hilton over real Paris Hilton in that fight, to hey, be clear. <laughs> Paris, I know you're listening. I would pick you. <laughs> I'm just that's fair okay that's fair (laughs) he's a big fan of the show (laughs) well I mean clearly she was on the show yeah (laughs) yep what about you August um I'm gonna bless Dean this episode of course or the maturity it takes to self-reflect it's not an easy thing to be able to be like put your own feelings aside or like you know look at your own behavior and you know extend that hand that extend that apology and it's not a thing we've seen from Dean Winchester very often no but you know it's it's nice to see especially after the end of season four you know Sam we know never heard like Sam heard only the the camera with voicemail which, not to bring that up again yeah <laughs> but Ugh. i just made a connection like you know yeah. at least at least sam gets this moment at least sam yeah. gets this moment of dean being like i didn't get what this was ha- what was happening to you and i screwed up and i'm sorry it doesn't right. it's not gonna fix that yeah. like wound for sam but it's it's a step in the it's, direction it's a step in the direction and it's you know yeah bless bless dean and you know anyone listening who's ever had to like kind of do that self-reflection and come back to someone with a some honesty about mm. a situation come with apology you know to repair a relationship that's something that takes a lot of uh a lot of courage and um i want to bless dean for that hell yeah i love that yeah. damn blessings is always so nice and wholesome such a nice way to end off nice and wholesome episodes. is a perfect way to end the episode <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end thank you august for having a great time it was a blast yeah dual Thanks episodes for... are so much fun they are so much fun we don't do them all that often anymore and they're it's really fun yeah it was a fun great to time just, like sit down talk about the episode i love hearing your thoughts as a new person on an episode like this like i feel like we pulled i feel like i appreciate this episode more than i did going good, into it i was good. kind of not looking forward to watching this episode honestly all <laughs> i can remember was that it was i was like this is a very 2010s episode <laughs> <Yeah>. derogatory <laughs> 
And, and uh, you know, I still kind of think that, but I also really enjoyed this conversation. Hell yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. It was great. It's such a fun, <laughs> it's a fun little episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a little break from our normal, uh, really heavy fare the last yeah. few episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm proud. I'm glad. <laughs> well, thank you to everyone who is listening. We're so glad you're here. Thank you, Paris. Thank you, Paris. <laughs> and to Paris and anyone else listening, you can subscribe to Saving People Clearing Things wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like our show, we'd love if you share it with your friends. Either introduce them to Supernatural or to your friends who already love Supernatural. Hell yeah. You can find links to all of our social media and join our Discord through our website, QueeringThingsPodcast.com. And if you are all caught up on Supernatural and want to go back to before the beginning, we have just wrapped up first season of The Winchesters over on Wayward Parents, where myself, as well as my co-host Elena, and my co-host Beth and KJ uh, have explored every single episode, so you can listen to the entire first season. Their updates are at Wayward Parents on Twitter or on Tumblr at Wayward Parents Podcast. Be sure to ride along with us next week as we explore season five, episode six. I believe the children are our future. Thank you all for coming along for the ride, and we wish you a peaceful road until we meet again. Thank you.